following is a presentation of the Retro Network. The Retro Network presents a roundtable review of the Netflix series Stranger Things Season 4 Part 1. Welcome back to Hawkins, everyone, in uh, California and Russia. I guess it's fitting tonight that our roundtable guests are scattered across several time zones, so let's welcome them in. First, my co-host for the Greatest Lists podcast and uh, music columnist for the RetroNetwork.com, Eric is here. Howdy, folks. Glad you're here. Next is uh, one of the editors and a movie columnist over on the Retro Network, dropping those Friday flicks at us, Gary. Hey, it's good to be here. If uh, if this goes sideways, I am a black belt. <laughs> You're the Steve of the group, huh? Yes. Kick a little butt. And finally, the co-host of Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, and co-host of the Wax Pack Flashback with me and the Thrift Store Horde on Tier and TV channel on YouTube. Adam is here. Yep, it's me again. <laughs> Are you tired of this voice? <laughs> I'm here, though. I didn't get to come in on any of the other roundtables, so I didn't want to miss this one. Yeah, glad you're here. And I am your host once again for the Stranger Things roundtable, Jason. Uh, we did do one. It's actually the first episode in this feed for season three, which we'll uh, touch on in just a minute. But I just wanted to say I appreciate everybody joining me tonight and also those of you listening. As normal, I kick off these roundtables with... Uh, Spoiler warning, our commentary will go in-depth on the first seven episodes of Stranger Things Season 4, so if you haven't watched it yet, come on back when you've finished and listen to our take. For those of you still here, let's get ready to dive in that Watergate of Stranger Things, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, like I said, there is a roundtable review uh, recapping the first three seasons, mainly Season 3 which was nearly three years ago, if you can believe it. July of 2019 was when season three debuted. Yep. And with all of the pandemic and delay, here we are nearly three years later. Just wanted to get your overall thoughts of the Stranger Things um, before we get into season four. So mainly seasons one through three and where you are uh, at uh, coming into season four here. So Eric, what, what is this something you, uh, I guess, kept you, watching or ready for season four uh well quite honestly i was almost like over it because <laughs> oh, really? yeah okay. i was like we're never going to see this uh <laughs> and then my wife suggested that we start watching the first three seasons again just to get caught up mm -hmm. or get refreshed and uh i'm glad i did because a there was a lot of stuff i forgot from the yeah. first three seasons but then two i got excited about the fourth season again so, uh, yeah, so yeah, we watched, we burnt through the first three seasons in like, uh, I don't know, two and a half, three weeks <laughs> before the, the fourth one came out. So we were, uh, we were, we were ready to go by the time ready we were to done. Go. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice and prepped. What about yep. you, Gary? Yeah. I've been a fanboy since the first 10 seconds of the first season. So. <laughs> <laughs> didn't take long. Wow. For me. And, uh, I didn't want rewatch any of it um going into season four so i had forgotten some of the stuff i'm like wait what happened who's that person yeah. again which so yeah i wish i had gone back and watched them just as a refresher but uh -huh. yeah I've, i watched them all the day they're released i just no one in my family but me watches it so i just sit you watched down them all and, straight through oh yeah, yeah. oh my gosh oh, wow. dude that's a marathon right there it is yeah so yeah, especially you know, with the supersized episodes they got you know this season man yeah, this season is longer than the, it's like each episode is like movie length, you know, yeah. like 90 minutes long or something. It's a little ridiculous, but yeah, yeah you power through mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're good enough that you're not like bored and you yeah. want to watch, you know, they all kind of end on a cliffhanger, which is good. So you're like, all right, I just got to watch the next one. Yep. Yeah. Got to go right into it. Yeah. All right, Adam, what's your uh, take on Stranger Things and how you got into it? Well, I, I remember season one and uh, that's like burned into my memory, all the details of that season. It was fantastic. I remember nothing about season two except Ghostbusters <laughs> costumes for Halloween. And I have not gone back to rewatch season two. I rewatched a few episodes of season three just in order to catch the vibe of the show again because it had mm -hmm. been so long. 
Uh, and I, I enjoyed that, obviously, you know, the mall experience and everything they put yeah. in the, the new characters. But I have to say, my experience this time with season four was totally enhanced by the food tie-ins. That's mm. what was getting me excited. You know, I bought the plant-based crispy nuggets and I <laughs> ate surfer boy pizza last night, you know, finally got my hands on some of those. And I do have to mention real quick, just if you're looking for somebody who went above and beyond 20 years before on Twitter, who lives in my same town with me here, he mm-hmm. threw his daughter a Stranger Things birthday party last night with an Eggo waffle bar. They turned their kitchen into a Scoops Ahoy ice cream parlor. <laughs> oh, my god! And they had Surfer Boy pizza for dinner. Like, it was just, that's the luckiest kid in the world. Right oh, wow. There. Man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to uh, go over to Twitter and start looking at some yeah, pictures, Yeah, take a man. look at the pictures. They're awesome. Yeah. Nice. That's great. Yeah, I, uh, I've i been off and on with Netflix over the last several years, uh, mostly off, but I did end up buying season one and season two on Blu-ray because of the packaging mainly. It looks like a VHS case. And so we would have it, you know, in case we weren't subscribed to Netflix at the time. But then I think it was around November, I finally got back in. It was mainly to watch the new He-Man series and uh, Cobra Kai. But my oldest son, who watched the uh, last time that season three came around, he watched with me. He was anxious to get back in and just start watching everything again, uh, including season three. So I watched some episodes with him. I didn't watch the full three seasons. And then probably the night or a couple nights before season four dropped, I watched the finale of season three just to refresh my memory. But yeah, I was pretty hyped. I, I'd say my hype meter was, you know, eight or nine out of 10 uh, coming into season four. Um, <laughs> what about you, Eric, as far as your hype meter? I guess you went ahead and, you know, we're binging the season anyway, but yeah, were you hyped to get to the next you part know, of the story? Yeah. Once we watched, well, seriously, after we watched the first season again, I was, I was back, I was back in the game. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, just because that, you know, Two and three are good, but the first season is is the best. Mm-hmm. So after we watched that, I was totally hyped. I was, you know, just waiting for season four to drop. Any particular characters that uh, you connect with that you're anxious to see oh, them? Yeah. I what's love, going on with them? I love uh, Dustin and Steve. I okay, just, and I I gotta say I'm a little disappointed in their in their interactions this season so far. But I just was waiting. I just love those two in season three, and I'm just waiting to see them in this season too. So. Okay. What about you, Gary? Yeah, I uh I like Steve and, and Dustin. They're they, you know they bicker like they're dating kind of a married couple. <laughs> That's always pretty good. Um yeah. I like Murray. Murray's pretty funny though. He's uh kind of the unsung hero of all the shows or the, yeah, he the com- is. he's definitely the comic relief of the adults in the show, anyhow. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good. But yeah, I was surprised whole- to see him back. I know, yeah, they had to pull him out, which is, uh, I guess, for the Russia bit because he, yeah, he's the one that speaks Russian, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, Adam, what about you? Favorite characters? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll definitely echo Murray. Like he is just uh, so fantastic. I mean, everything he does this season is just top notch entertainment. I, I love it, love <laughs> it. But f- since last season, Maya Hawk as Robin is the MVP of the series for me. Like she is so quirky, she is so funny, but she's like she's got so much going on. There's so many things, you know, like with her mm-hmm. relationships with other people, with just what she's dealing with personally, just all of that. And I, I love her relationship relationship with Steve. Everybody loves all the friends of Steve, right? You know, like yeah, yeah. their interaction just makes me like him more. You know what I'm saying? Like just the the way their relationship has developed. So yeah, definitely Maya Hawk. She's awesome. Yeah. She was fun in this season with Nancy. We'll get into that some. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she just uh, seems to make everybody better. She's kind of a scene stealer, you might Mm -hmm. say. So I, I would agree with that, but yeah, Steve's my MVP, and uh, Dustin for the first season. I just couldn't get enough of Dustin, but you know their interaction, like you said, is so much fun, and it's there a little bit, especially when they're in the upside down and they're trying to communicate through the light. Right? I just got done watching the final episode again, so that you know Steve gets a little, come on Henderson, you know whatever. 
have a little humility or something. He says that just got me, but anyway, let's uh, just quickly go through uh, the reception of season four. So uh, I was looking at some stats today. 4 billion minutes of Stranger Things was viewed in its first week. Oh, my God. That's wow. ridiculous. <laughs> 5.1 billion if you count all of the episodes in the series for that first week. And when people season say four Netflix dropped. is on the decline. Right. Yeah. Right. That's that was March Madness. <laughs> 4 billion. <laughs> 4 billion minutes. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So that was only the third biggest weekly tally, though. Tiger King and Ozark. Actually, amid the pandemic, beat them out hmm. just slightly for overall minutes viewed in its first week, just over that well, five million mark. It was a but pandemic, though, so I mean, it that's had slight edge. Yeah. Now, I thought this was interesting. So, see, uh, Stranger Things season four went head to head with Obi Wan. Yeah, released on the same yeah. day. So, the Friday viewing after they were released there, Obi Wan actually beat it out by about four percent as far as the total viewers, six point two million. Versus six million with Stranger Things, wow. and then over the three day weekend though, Stranger Things blew it out, twelve point seven million versus eleven point two. Well, I'm not blowing out, but still, it quite a bit more. So I thought that was interesting that uh, there was enough that I guess wanted to just go ahead. Let me get Obi Wan out of the way so I can just get through these seven episodes. You know, that's later. what we did. I mean, we watched yeah. Obi Wan first and then just started binging as much as we could. I actually did it backwards. I waited and watched Obi-Wan afterwards. I was done. So yeah, that's uh, what I did too. I was just like, ah, Obi-Wan. Oh yeah. That came out. Okay. Stranger things. Stranger things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What have we waited for longer? Essentially Rotten Tomatoes has a 91% rating for both the critics and the audience. So wow. season four has been pretty well received amongst uh, both critics and uh, the fans. Was it worth the wait? We'll just give a quick overall impressions here. Gary, let's start with you. Worth the yes. wait? Absolutely for me. Yeah, it had the, I mean, the whole horror kind of dark aspect of this one. It just made, it's the best season for me, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they just kind of up that every season, it seems like. Add, yeah. You know, a few more elements or well, when you add uh, Robert England in there, of course, it's, you're going to. You've kind automatically of jacked up the level. Yeah. 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 And I, I kind of wished he played Vecna, but it was, I mean, Vecna is pretty much Freddy Krueger cousin. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, yeah. It was good. I mean, there's so many callbacks to Elm Street that, uh, yeah, I love this season. It's great. Okay. Adam, what about you? Worth the wait? Yeah. I mean, like, I wasn't looking forward to season four. I just, as was echoed before, I was kind of over Stranger Things after season three. It had been so long. And like, I didn't even, I forgot Eleven lost her powers or that Hopper was presumed dead, like that people moved out of Hawkins. Like, none of that stuck with me. Then I watched one trailer and I love the design of Vecna. And I was just like, this guy looks awesome. Like, I just, <laughs> I got to see this. And okay, I'm in. I'm, I'm back in. And then as soon as I started watching, I just found myself getting emotional and invested <laughs> characters again and i was just like man okay so i mean i think actually the fact that it took so long helped with that like mm -hmm. i needed time away to appreciate them more so it worked out well yep it's hard to miss something if it never goes away that's what mickey always says you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, we miss you mickey um what about you eric worth the wait oh yeah totally i mean they gave us basically seven movies <laughs> I mean, you know, the since they're all so long, it was like watching seven movies. And yeah, it was totally worth it. I love the fact that they went more horror than than they have in the past seasons. That's that's the best part. Okay. Yeah, that was a hook for me too. Yeah. Well, then you got the scaredy cat over here that's not the horror fan. How did you even make it through? <laughs> I know. My uh my son has not watched a lot of horror. I mean, this is probably the highest level of horror he's ever watched just because he's a chip off the old block. So it took us uh, an episode or two really to get back into the groove and get into the story because we're just freaked out by these people being all crackled up. And mm -hmm. uh, just the, I watched the first eight minutes. They released that on YouTube. Like, I think it was the day before. And just that whole scene with her, you know, presumably, taking out all of the other kids there and just how bloody oh, yeah. that was. And yeah. I was like, wow, this is going to be uh, 
going to be a ride, but I definitely think it was worth the wait. Like you said, the supersized episodes, there's a couple times where I pause. I'm like, oh, come on. It's going to be a cliffhanger here soon. I'm like, oh, wait, there's like 20 minutes left. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. Let's go. You know, <laughs> so that was a nice, I mean, that, that was worth it right there just to get those longer episodes. And yeah, the finale was, uh, I think 90 minutes. So yeah, I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of miffed that, you know, we're only getting two more episodes, even though they are like feature length. They're both two hours uh, long. But I don't know. We'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I'm sure we'll want to come back and you know kind of wrap things up uh, when those get dropped. But all right, well, let's dive in. Um, I guess let's just start with the new cast, uh, if y'all don't mind. And Adam, was there somebody in the newer cast just for this season that came in and uh, you kind of connected with? Wow. I mean, I have thoughts on everybody because I love all the new additions, but I got to say that just Joseph Quinn, this Eddie Munson character leading the, the Hellfire Club, he's <laughs> yeah. just the best to me. I mean, he's such a charismatic actor. And I just watched this other Netflix movie called Metal Lords. And yes. he has a very similar vibe to the main metalhead of that film, just a little less angsty, right? A little more yeah. fun. Bud Levin. So he was my favorite addition to the cast, but I have to say that the casting director must have a type because he looks like he could be Nancy's brother in real life. Their faces are identical <laughs> and it was distracting to me in every scene. Like I was just like, he looks like Nancy. What is this? You know? Uh, but also I thought that scene where like Eddie is selling drugs to the cheerleader, you think they might start up a relationship, you know, and before you know where that goes, like, that's really interesting. I wasn't expecting that turn, but also I just, for those who don't know the hellfire club name is the name of an X-Men supervillain team in the mm -hmm. comics. So yep. just another nod to that along with Cerebro and all the other, you know, superhero talk in this season. Mm -hmm. So what about you, Eric, anybody from the new cast? Stick out to you? Um, well, I mean, I loved Eddie. Eddie Munson is just, I mean, what a great character. You have to love that kid. Mm -hmm. um, Argyle was great for about five minutes. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, dude, enough. Uh -huh. um, so, but uh, the guy that plays uh, Enzo, I can never say his last name. Uh, it's, 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 it's a weird last name, but he's, he was my favorite character in Game of Thrones. So I, I love his 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 acting and his his uh, his mannerism. So I was it was good to see him in there. But uh, you know all of the all the new characters were great were great additions. But uh, I think Eddie had to be my favorite. Okay, what about you, Gary? Yeah, I think Eddie was good. Um, I knew a guy just like him when I was in high school. I mean, they could have been. <laughs> I mean, exactly like him. <laughs> but I think the one that stood out was the the kid who played Vecna. And I guess he turns out to be number one at the end. Right. Yeah. Uh, he was just creepy. Like when he was talking to Eleven in the, you know, because he's a. He's yeah, just, overall. Yeah, he was creepy. Yeah. He's just kind of like off a little bit. And I, I thought he wasn't going to help her so much as maybe like molest her or beat her or something. <laughs> he's just like <laughs> one of those weird kind of orderlies in a hospital that you never want to be around. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, he played a pretty good part there. And it was a good reveal at the end, too, when they revealed oh, yeah. that he was number one. Spoiler. <laughs> I thought it was uh, interesting. They had him, you know, they had that little device or something in his neck that she pops out. So I guess that was like an inhibitor chip. You know, yeah. he couldn't do his, his full on power. So like I wonder if early, there's a uh, collar from Logan's run. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if there's something more there to that. And, you know, maybe there's one in. L for all we know that's uh part of the story yet to come but i yeah i liked him a lot too uh just that reveal even the kid you know victor creel's kid when they're showing those scenes kind of looked like him so they they cast uh yeah. the, the cast was great the casting director picking the the actors and that whole reveal was just great and um, you know i'm looking at my son he's looking back at me or like whoa and then we're like, oh, wait, he's okay. So he's number one. Oh, my God, he's Vecna. And we're just, you know, trying to follow the path. <laughs> oh, that, so that's how the, the first gate is open. So I like that they're they're answering some of the questions, even just amongst this season. But they're yeah. also answering questions from, you know, seasons past. I like uh, 
the basketball team, the uh, the main guy there. I think it's uh, Jason yeah. in the in the show. I thought he did a great job. Just some of his speeches at the pep rally, and then uh, I, I get total Tom Cruise vibes from him. Like, yeah, he seems yeah. like super nice and outgoing, but you can see something is wrong. Something, yeah, something's yeah. a little, something a little going on there. It really like bothered me those first couple episodes there, leading up to her smashing that girl with the roller skate. I mean, like. I don't know if like younger kids thinks this was like the level of bullying that was happening back then. I know it was, it was more pronounced, but at the same time, I'm like, man, just smash her. She deserves it. And then they're still going after her. <laughs> and, but I mean, the, the kids, the, the actors did a well enough job there just to, Oh, my blood was pumping so bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, through there. <laughs> Just every little thing. And then about the time you think Elle's going to zap him, she you know, sticks out her hand. Nothing comes out and yeah. they make fun of her there. And the whole uh, ice, you know, the ice cream or shake that gets uh, dumped on her. I mean, oh, I was like, well, how much more can you take before she's just going to explode and kill everyone? I was waiting um, for it. I, I thought that'd be how she got her powers back. Right. She got right. so angry. They came so back. Mad. Yeah. 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 I, I, but it was satisfying when she whacked that girl with the Oh skate. my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's just go, you know, dive into the story. Any little tidbits that uh, stuck out to you? Um, Eric, let's start with you. Just anything you want to talk about as far as the plot line goes. Um. Well, I've been, one thing I've been talking to, a couple of people about is mm-hmm. I think the counselor is somehow tied to Vegna. Okay. In every scene that she's in, there's a ticking clock and they all see that clock, you know, like, like Max saw the clock in the hallway before she had uh-huh. her, her and, and the other ones see a clock too. I think we're going to end up seeing her be uh, some kind of a, uh, maybe a conduit, for Vecna, the way uh, Will was for the Mind Flayer. Hmm. I don't know. That's just that yeah. maybe I'm reading way too much into that. But um, I thought it was interesting that the counselor. A, they all. T- I talked to my counselor like twice my whole high school career. Yeah. <laughs> and and this counselor, everyone talks to her, and she's like half a shrink. Like they all yeah. tell her her their problems. Yeah. No. Really? I, Is that a thing? <laughs> if, yeah. If I had a gun to my head, I wouldn't have gone to see my counselor at school. I know. <laughs> These guys are all laying out their problems to their counselor. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. that's not happening. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, interesting theory. So also, I think, I think I heard, and I haven't gone back to watch the episode. I was, I meant to, but I didn't. Um, The way something that, that number one said to 11 in his little speech before they had their, their battle at the end Mm -hmm. made it sound like all those other kids are clones of him. Like he said, well, uh, uh, what's the, what's the doctor's name? Um, Dr. Brenner. Yeah. He said he couldn't control me. And so he decided to something like he decided to make more of me. And I, th- and I think, I think, and I have to go back and watch the, I, the scene again. I didn't, I didn't get a chance, but I think those kids, all those kids might be clones of him. I don't know. Well, he, uh, yeah. well, and they, you're right. Cause I think there's another point where he says that, uh, 11 was born or something in that way. Uh, what I took away was when he said, when he, they look all around at the dead bodies and then he points to his mind, he's like, they're all up in here. So it made it sound like to me, they're not dead. There, there's a way to like essentially bring them oh. back. Maybe, maybe well, I'm reading like he, uh, he like gains their power and their, their right. knowledge when he oh. kills them. Yeah. I, I, I right. missed that part. So does that mean that Eleven gained all of that knowledge when she, uh, well, I guess she never really killed him. She just sent him away to the right. upside down. I don't know. There is some hints in s- several episodes, I think, as to what's to come. Because, yeah, there was something that Robin says when they're, um, when they're in the upside down after they go through the water gate about Steve having rabies and... Uh, <laughs> It was it was something to the effect that you know he needs to get checked out. There might be yeah. lasting effects or something, and I'm like, oh no, don't uh, take Steve away from. I'm him. telling you, if they take if if because he made a comment at the end of the very last episode where he says, 
where they're trying to get through the portal and he, and he coughs. He goes, I think I inhale some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not just a random comment. If they, if they kill him off, I'm not emotionally ready for, <laughs> for, no, for Dustin's reaction to that. Yeah, right. I'm not, I, yeah. I will not be able to handle that. that. That'll be worse than, than Mufasa dying in the Lion King. Yeah, especially because, you know, I have I did not enjoy Jonathan taking the stoner turn this season. Yeah, I just yeah. he's a nothing character. He does nothing for the yeah. story, really. So yeah. I, I was so happy that Nancy seems to be leading back towards Steve again. You know? I'm so, so glad I'm not the only guy that thinks that he's such a he's such. I mean, you could pull him out of the out of the story and you wouldn't miss anything. Yeah, he does nothing. Yeah. 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 Well, especially it's the same now. with Will. I mean, Will's almost a minor mm-hmm. character yeah. anymore too he wasn't i mean he really had nothing to do this season yeah except be you know have except have a voice that's four octaves deeper now than it was <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 it's you know what i love about pretty much every season is there's pieces of the puzzle and and you get the characters teaming up in the small groups and they'll each have a piece of the puzzle and then they kind of come together at the end and then you kind of fit it all together and you have your final battle and you didn't get that this season and it's probably because or probably why they split it in a couple parts because you still got you know hopper and joyce up in uh in russia you got that group of kids that are talking to Susie there (laughs) in the middle of nowhere now and you know all the people in hawkins and you haven't brought them all back together yet so I'm getting ahead of myself as to what I think is going to come for the next part, but <laughs> you don't get that. At least I didn't feel that real yeah. puzzle solving at the end. And I, I you've got either. more cliffhangers of, you know, what's going to happen to Steve and Nancy and just overall there, but yeah, yeah, they're it's, all, it's they're also spread the, out. It's not, it's, it's just not, it's not like the last seasons where they were always together solving things. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the, the first seven episodes, or I think there were seven in suit this season, were definitely Acts one and two, and then third volume act. two will yeah. be hopefully act, act the third act finish yeah. it all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes uh, sense. I want to ask you guys this, like, because the serial killer in Hawkins plot is pretty cool. Like, it creates good momentum for the story, and Eddie's on the run, and all that stuff. And then the Nightmare on Elm Street style dream sequences are super fun, but I it kind of made me think we were going to get something more exciting with the kills. I got bored with the victims dying in exactly the same way because yep. Jason and Freddie always gave us variety and you know, Vecna's got nothing. He's, he's, he's one trick <laughs> pony with his, with his kills. I was kind of annoyed. Yeah, it was cool. The first one was cool because it yeah. was the first one. Right, and then you watch it again, and then yeah, they all die the same way. I would agree. Yeah, like yeah, yeah Freddy Krueger, and he always had those quippy one-liners when he yeah. you know, killed somebody. And, <laughs> but yeah, they needed to up their game on the kills for sure. For sure, yeah. yeah. Well, I was still looking away by the third one. <laughs> yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Well, just that noise. It's it's the oh, audio. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. And it's pretty uh, cringy. I uh, like I said I I. I watched episode four again, which was, uh, what is it? Billy, uh, letter to Billy or whatever. Letter to Billy. And then I watched the, the end one again, but I <laughs> had my headphones on and I was like oh. waiting for those crackles to come in the fourth one there. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I, I think that scene has become kind of the, the, the scene to watch in this first part where max is running and of course we get the the kate bush song i I see a lot of memes starting now and and just uh overall you know people sharing that song it seems like that that was like one of the pinnacle scenes of the whole series what do you guys think uh i've heard the kate bush song on 80s on eight more this week than i've and then i mean it's it's never been, been on there before yeah, and yeah, I've heard it like every day on the 80s on eight now on XM. So that's uh, I, I think she heard that song re debuted in the top 20 this week. It went all the way to number one. Oh, did it really? In Apple oh, wow. Music, yeah, doesn't does does not even surprise me, which just, just shows you the power of, of four billion minutes of viewing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So was that a popular song in the 80s? Because no. until this episode, yeah, I had heard never it. heard it, this it, it song. Wasn't. Never, never Kate, even heard of Kate Bush. Kate Bush was like a 
indie I mean, she, or yeah indie not she was not mainstream wasn't she was very indie very uh you know fringe people on the on the fringes liked liked her music it, it wasn't mainstream by any by any yeah means, so then how is it Max's favorite song? Like I grew up in the Midwest and I, I never heard it. She grew up, she's in the Midwest. In they, I, mean, I think that's just they, a, I think they just, just pulled a, something out. Yeah. yeah. I think they just pulled it out because of the lyrics. And I think, and to but, be fair, they the, moved into town from somewhere else. Right. Max yeah. and Billy, oh, California. Did. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so she might've had connected. A, yeah. an eclectic movie or music taste. <laughs> yeah. Than she's anybody in the Midwest. She's not, had. As, she's not as backwards as us Midwesterners. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, I personally, with all the the darkness of the episodes, the I would have. I mean, that was a good song. It, you know, the tone of it was good for that, yeah. that thing. But I thought um, something like you know, maybe running with the devil or something with some <laughs> more. Better, uh, if Taika more, Waititi was directing this, it would have been yeah. running with the devil. Yeah, yeah. true, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to get inside the Duffer Brothers' head and see if they said, <laughs> "We want this song, and we're going to like form an episode around it." Because it did, it fit so perfectly, and I had heard the song before. I had not gone back and listened to Kate Bush much, but she's one of those. Uh, if you know her, you're cool, you know. And <laughs> yeah, I've seen more people thing. on Twitter this week that are like, I guarantee you they weren't Kate Bush fans before this, but they're right, like, right. That, you know, now they own every album. Yeah, now they're like, I can't yeah. believe people are just now discovering Kate Bush. I'm like, shut up, you didn't know her either. <laughs> <laughs> all right what else guys what else we need to talk about i would just say like i could have done without all of the 11 trying to gain her powers back subplot yep. i just feel like i've we've seen too much of that setting throughout the series because i really enjoyed like you were saying jason like i'm getting emotionally invested as a kid who got picked on until high school like seeing her like being an outsider in school like i could relate to that and i was getting excited about this like sterile environment the flashbacks to her killing everybody you want to find out what caused her to kill everybody you're just like I, I that that dragged on a little too much for me so i didn't know how you guys felt about that like you yeah, said he could have he could have popped that last tape in a lot of, a lot earlier and cut a lot of those <laughs> right things yeah out. well yeah all i mean to get her back powers and... back she has to just relive or watch all these tapes of how yeah. she was trained yeah i did i, I, I agree yeah. it took too long and it was wasn't needed yeah, yeah, but on the flip side, I thought I was going to get bored with the Hopper in prison stuff, but there was always this new carrot of hope that they were dangling in front of us <laughs> that he's going to get away. And then they pull it back. You know, he gets to right. the safe house. He's eating the peanut butter. He's doing, and then they come <laughs> in and take it back. You're like, no, it was like, it was such an emotional roller coaster. And I really just, I, it, it, is, it was funny to me also when you think about it, he's in a Russian prison in this. And he's in a Russian prison in Black Widow. Like this is David Harbour's thing. <laughs> oh, I forgot thing. about that. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. But that was great stuff. I, I loved all the Hopper adventure. I really could have. I mean, they could have just sent. Uh, I, I could do. I could do without Joyce. Really? <laughs> yeah, she's no, very good. Facial reaction. Completely annoying. I just really. They could have just sent. Uh, what, what's his name to go get Murray? Hopper? If if it had just been Murray going to get Hopper, I mean that I mean that right there is the the buddy cop spinoff they need to they need to have for Stranger Things. But they never Hopper got to go on their date, man. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean that's played out. Yeah. I, mean, I like the Yuri guy. Oh the, yeah, he, he was pretty hilarious. Yeah, he was funny. Kind of back and forth with uh, <laughs> Murray, but yeah. Well, and his fight scene with Murray, Murray the Black Belt, is like hilarious <laughs> and awesome at the same time. The fight scene in the plane, I was fist bumping. I was like, he's doing it. He's doing it. He's like, actually Murray. a black belt in real life. I follow. Oh, really? I follow him on really? on uh, on uh, TikTok, and uh, he he he's posted several videos of him doing martial arts. He's actually. Huh. I, mean, I don't know. If it, I don't know if he's a black belt or not, but he's actually, a, you know, he's a martial artist. So all of that was very real. Is he fighting teenagers? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was his mantra? My fist is like stone. My legs are like iron. My I fingers love... are like arrows. My yes. arms are like iron. My feet like spears. God, Murray is the best. <laughs> so yeah, good. that was very entertaining. Uh, yeah. What else, guys? What else you want to throw out there? I think, I mean, I think I've covered everything that. Yeah, I think I I agree with Adam on that. The Russia subplot with Hopper. I mean, and then when they double crossed, Yuri double crossed everybody. 
Oh, like, man. come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess nothing's going right. Yeah. 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 I did like the GIF, though. The GIF peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> In glass bottles. I know. So. That was cool. That's yeah. a great little tidbit right there. Because I, yeah. I even asked my wife, I said, do you remember peanut butter being in glass jar? She was like, no, I do not remember that. <laughs> yeah. So that's so a, a great. Little, a little plug for Wizards, by the way. We recently had a guest on episode 57, Jason Liebig from CollectingCandy.com. Uh-huh. And so he was telling us that he has been involved with Stranger Things all these seasons. He's giving them the vintage labels. For oh, this. really? Really? That's his collection. Nice. Stuff. That's what he does. So that's he awesome. supplies those reference materials for them. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I totally remember peanut butter in a glass jar because I dropped one one time. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. And peanut butter went everywhere. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, think, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think the only other thing for this whole the overarching season was the... Uh, the satanic panic that they brought up oh with yeah D&D and I you know remember the heavy that metal music vividly I mean, that yes. was that was on in my house was on full display i was yes. i was banned from playing D because of that and i had to yeah sneak, exactly you know, all my all the modules and character sheets i had to keep at my friend's house because yep. i got caught playing D. same dead meat Yep. We had, when I was, I don't remember how old I was, but we had somebody come to our church that talked about heavy metal and D&D. And God, when we got home, yeah. my parents went berserk getting rid of everything I had. Well, yes. I've always been surprised because, you know, my family's pretty religious too. And my older brother was heavy into D&D. He's actually married to a girl who was his friend in his D&D group in high school. Nice. And But my mom would paint like wizards and all really? these things for him for art for his room. Really? Like, so my mom was supporting the He's D&D so lucky. creativity. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Seriously, when we got home that night, my parents like told me to go get all my Dungeons and Dragons stuff and they made me throw it away. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I was, oh, I was so mad. I was and ready to just said, pack a bag and leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, and it went from D&D. If you'll love this, Adam. You know, the, the band Knights in Satan's Service. Yes. My sister. Yeah. Kiss. Yeah, my sister had all the Kiss albums and my mom oh. snapped them all and ripped Don't. up the covers and threw oh. them. Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's rough. Yep. Yeah. My it parents made me bad. go through all of my all of my tapes after that. They have yeah. like, well, what are you listening to? And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, because I, I had like I had I had shot the devil in there. I had, uh, oh, yeah. I, had I had Iron Maiden, and at, of course at the end of that thing at church, they passed out a list of you know bands that were bad news, and literally like seventy five percent of the tapes I had were on that list. So I had to get rid of it all. Yeah, so yeah, that that bad. part of that part of the show really really struck a chord with me because like oh crap, not this stuff again. Yeah, and it could have even been played up more. I mean, they played it up a little bit, but I mean, yeah. I don't know how it was on on the outskirts of the country, but where I was in Iowa, holy cow, it was yeah. It wow, was right here in the Bible Belt, it was a big deal. Yep. Uh, my parents didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky, dude. I, I was pretty lucky. I do remember the book uh, "Turmoil in the Toy Box" being passed around. Which was well, yeah, box. which was all about that a Doctor like, Seuss book. No, 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 no. Of the universe. <laughs> yeah, right? it, yeah, yeah. It was all yeah. about like how Skeletor's, you know, yep. Satan and all this stuff and all the other toy lines that have satanic stuff in there. So, uh, you know, yeah. about that time, uh, I remember going through some of that and hearing stuff from my friends' parents mainly. Yeah. But my parents, yeah, they they really didn't care, <laughs> which I was lucky. Yes, you yeah. were. I remember uh, this really isn't Satan oriented, but I remember <laughs> picking up uh, the summertime album from DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. And there's that song, uh, You Saw My Blinker, Bitch. <laughs> and we, I listened to it on the way home and the song came on. Oh, no. And mom just kind of looked at me. And I looked at her and I was like, eh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I didn't Get write the it. next song, you know. <laughs> My parents uh, would have, my parents would have lost their, <laughs> lost their ish if they'd heard that. Yep. Yeah. You know, uh, no. I listened to Run DMC and all the whole nine, you know, and there's there's Man. stuff in there too. Didn't really care. You're so lucky. So I was lucky. One, th- uh, one thing I did want to bring up because I did find myself connected a little bit with Lucas this season and mm-hmm. the fact that he's kind of torn between a couple groups. I didn't really have it to that level in like high school because i played basketball but i also had my more nerdy i would say group of friends over here 
and had to balance some of that stuff while I'm at school because it was just such a small school. But uh, I like how they played up that angle. And then, you know, they end up turning on him once they see the photo of him <laughs> in the Hellfire Club, you know, and yeah. just his whole journey this season, I thought was fun and how they, you know, they gave him the winning shot in the game. And then he's on the, such a, a high with that group of friends and low with everybody else, you know, yeah. um, and then the tables kind of turn on him. So I did like Lucas's perspective in this season. Uh, no but, love for Lady Applejack. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Applejack. <laughs> Do you want to know what was going on in that house when they went, when they stopped to see Susie? What in the world was going yeah, on with all those was kids? Weird. That was like another universe. <laughs> it seemed like an orphanage or something. I know. But... What in the heck was that all about? Well, no, that's so that she lives in Salt Lake City. Um, I have oh, one yeah. family in Salt Lake City. It's just big families, big big families. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, I, I mean that I get, but I mean every one of those kids was like was like a wild animal. But they were psycho family. Like the one <laughs> yeah, kid was I mean like it's like Emerald they were all Forest lost boys and... from Peter Pan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like the 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 two that were the director and the actor. Yes. You know? uh, Dad, your face. That uh, that really got me. That was he's funny. got like that pencil thin mustache drawn on his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like nineteen twenty. So that director. reminds me, one aesthetic that I did not like was how quick Susie's computer was. Yeah, oh, I mean, just ridiculous. <laughs> lightning yeah. fast. I Come mean, on. and you then got she's the like, green oh, I need the screen, IP but... and I can geolocate this. Yeah. Like, yes, get, get they didn't know. Like they the didn't have geolocation IP <laughs> addresses and that. Get out of here. I don't, I don't know. Go back yet. and watch war games. I think yeah. it was pretty quick response time there, too. Just well, true. Cinema. 14 Gosh. four, like a 2400 baud modem. <laughs> she was talking. I was telling my wife, those things didn't exist. And God, this is so unreal. And then she hacks into the computer and she's got this nice gooey interface. Yeah, no. File folder. Oh, sorry. No. Like, no, yeah, that yeah. killed me. I was no. like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Susie, the was, super genius. Yeah, it was bad enough with, you know, their ham radios. So, and, you know, he's talking from Indiana to Utah to get his grades changed or whatever. I'm like, oh, stop, yeah. stop. Yeah. You're killing me. Stop <laughs> yeah, a little, little too early to be doing stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. What else did you guys notice as you're watching the show? Uh, Maybe a, a location or piece of music or just product placements like we've well, been talking I mean, about, like the Jif peanut butter. It's set in '86, right? Is it, that's what the year's yeah. supposed to be. '86. Yep. I mean, I don't remember a lot of people in '86 going to those roller rinks still. Oh, I did up and through really '89, like '90. Uh, yeah, I was still at the roller rink. The oh. the the roller rink in in my hometown by that time was 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 not the. I mean, there yeah, was same for me. Going. We had one next to our bowling alley. It was always shuttered in my childhood. Like yeah. my brother and sister were older. They're like, oh yeah, that closed when we graduated from high school in the early yeah. 80s. And I was like, oh. And then they turned it into a family fun center, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing that I couldn't, that really stood out to me was I didn't remember. I mean, and that doesn't, that's just, you know, my hometown, but I didn't remember. I mean, there wasn't a lot of people still going to the roller rink at in 86 in my, in my town. Um, oh yeah it was yeah. all the rage in my town i had a birthday party there in 1989 wow I specifically remember yeah because i wow. requested millie vanilli as my song <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah very yeah. nice yeah i would say for the say i we stopped going to the roller rink probably late elementary school and i think it for that age group we were probably hanging out at the mall way more than we were hanging out the roller yeah rink. i think and that's probably what killed it in my town was we got a mall like around 83 and yeah, after was, after the mall uh, happened, we didn't we didn't go to the roller oh, rink. See, anymore. we were small town, so there was nothing oh, to compete that's, with the yeah, roller okay. rink, but maybe yeah. the movie theater or something. You yeah. Know? See, we had a we had a we had a full arcade, like just a standalone arcade place to go to, and then the mall opened, and so that once those two things were existing at the same time, there was no roller rink anymore. I like how they just kind of put those locations in there. You know, we started out with the arcade, and everybody's just mm -hmm. clamoring over that, and then we get the mall in season three and now we're you know the roller rink too maybe it was a little late but i'm just glad to see some of these backdrops that i remember oh, yeah. you know yeah. it's so great i mean of yeah. course the biggest one for me is family video okay yeah. we got a right. full-on video store i mean was that in season 
two or three who the weird guy who doesn't come back like the remember the guy with the weird face who's kind of yeah. like this and talks like he used they, to run the arcade oh he was the arcade yeah, he the was, video store okay no well, no he was he was at yeah. both oh okay That's yeah he was, That's he was when they were at the arcade in season two i think he was the guy that was running the arcade that's right and then okay. last season as they're looking for new jobs right at the end and he was he Robin was interviewing them. steve yeah apply yeah. he was the manager there and yeah asking their I favorite mean, that, movies and stuff it was just glorious to i picked apart every quarter of that place i'm literally pausing oh, yeah. i'm zooming i'm just like <laughs> looking at everything i mean I, I love first of all just that they use the customer rental history to locate reefer rick like yes that's <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> again robin she is just so smart she's so quick with that but like yeah so i'm i'm digging everything that is on the shelf so here is what i caught guys here's my list of what wasn't fuzzy what i could see on the shelves I'll run through this quick here. So Steve Martin's The Man with Two Brains, a big yes. owner clamshell. Uh, North by Northwest and MGM Big Box. I have both of those. So that just jumped out at me immediately. A white Disney clamshell of Old Yeller. Uh, <laughs> then some older movies like Absence of Malice and Convoy. And uh, a Rankin Bass Mad Monster Party. That stop motion. Oh, movie. wow. Oh yeah. wow! Frankenstein, Citizen Kane, Doctor Strange, Love, Doctor Zhivago, of course. Uh, Twelve Angry Men, High Noon, some movie just called Ninja. I, nice. I, I did not know there's so many movies called Ninja something back in the day. <laughs> Grease was there. A bunch of Hitchcock movies, the Amityville Horror, uh, the a Christmas Story, Black Beauty, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and of course you had to have just barely you could see a Ghostbusters box and the Never Ending Story. So they of course they put those in there. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm sure you guys caught some of the posters that were yeah. in there and some of the cutouts. Who did you mm -hmm. see? I can't even remember now. Now that you, now that you, yeah, you're putting oh, me on the spot. Yeah, yeah. I, they didn't so, spend enough time in there. For, really? Oh, <laughs> to me, were, at least, there were two big scenes. There was, like yeah, Steve there were talking, and then there was the whole like, let's figure out something. But there was a flash dance, little a countertop display. There was a Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger, full standy. Uh, there was the man with one red shoe. Of all the nice. movies, to wow, what an what an odd movie to have Bizarre. placement for. Uh, weird science. Yeah, I, that I did see. I saw the weird science yeah. poster because I even said that to my wife. That's weird science back there. There was another standee for National Lampoon's European Vacation. Yeah, uh, there was that. a Gremlins. Uh, there was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Pete's Dragon again of all movies wow. put in there. Uh, Teen Wolf was great. Love seeing that. Beverly Hills Cop. Maybe the Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. There was a little one for the Outsiders. Which yes, I, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure was right next to it with Pee-wee on the bike, you know. Uh, yeah. And then there's this one part where Robin is backed up against a wall against this giant The Last Dragon poster. So it's kind of hard to make out because you never see the name. Oh. Of the movie. So I had to look it up the poster. I was like, I think I know. Yep. Last Dragon. So the and then last dragon, a, a Vestron video, like hanging display that was hanging from the, the ceiling. And they had like a VCR rental tag. Like there was a whole thing like <laughs> $49.99, oh. rent your VCR. Because that's how it was. So I, just, I, remember, uh, I remember having to, having to do that. Me yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even man, feel like I've seen that episode. Yeah, uh, like holy cow! I tell you, I was absorbing it, man. That was that was a dream. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and watch now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. I remember the scene with uh, them, you know, looking up the name and everything, and I remember a couple of things that you mentioned. But Dakash, you picked it all up, man. <laughs> I was waiting to hear one that maybe was out of place, but it sounds like they got them right no, you know, for the time. Yeah. Yeah, they were pretty good about it. Like when they wanted to go to a movie, they said, you know, Police Academy 3, which came out, <laughs> you know, in 86. Right. Um, they had the Ewoks on TV, the Ewok cartoon. I did oh, notice that. Like, yes, I did. Yeah, I did not notice that. And that was like a 85, 86 cartoon. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. All and right. I, the mu I think all the music was pretty spot on, too. I'm yeah, it's all it's all it's all in place. Yeah. The only Art. one that didn't make sense for me was just because it was so much older was Detroit Rock City by yeah. Kiss plays during the basketball D&D montage. Mm -hmm. And that got me excited. But that song was 10 years old in 1986. So it didn't really fit the vibe of the era. But I I mean, I guess it's just a big enough hit and it's awesome. So yeah, yeah. I did notice. I was like, oh, man, Adam's going to love this. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, that is a little bit older song. But, mm -hmm. you know, as long as it's was around at the time, I'm not really. 
judging it too much. It's those ones that kind of jump album, out. Jason, you have it. I on did. Now. I did. I did. <laughs> All right. Any other product placements or anything like that that got you excited? That you noticed when they were playing D and D, they had one of the old uh, Mountain Dew cans. I liked seeing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't think of anything else that was. Yeah, I could, I was trying to think of there some was, other ones uh, too. When they stole the light bright, they gave the little girl a big bag of Skittles. 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 <laughs> I think new in 83 or 84 they were pretty brand new back then yeah wow. yeah that was in the last episode i remembered watching that yeah. and they i forgot she swapped them out here's for your time or whatever she yeah had, <laughs> as they steal her light bright and that was great having the light bright in there too i yeah. love that toy and the way that they uh they used know, communicated it. yeah with dustin yeah that was really fun yeah and that was they a little bit comb. weird too uh so now we know that the upside down is frozen in 1983. Yeah. That was a nice little twist to the whole plot. Cause you're like, okay, so they're going to find some guns and I'm still a little fuzzy on what's available. What's not, you know, in the upside down, the, my favorite scene or my favorite shot of the whole seven episodes was when they get the bikes and the the kids break free from the parents and they are on their bikes and they're going down the street and then they turn the camera 180 yeah. into the upside down and the other uh, you know Steve and everybody else is on their bikes i thought that was the coolest shot ever i was like that is so neat the way they so did that is it all frozen in 83 or is it just nancy's version frozen in 83 i took it that they, everything is there like frozen, yeah. the day uh, that okay. Yeah, the day that uh, L pushed him through, whatever oh, that date was in '83, everything okay. is just stuck the way it was then. Right. But that's not. So, oh, okay, okay. Well, it didn't make sense. So the the guns aren't at Nancy's house, so they like give up on getting guns, even though they already said the police station is available. <laughs> that was there in '83. Like they didn't want to go the extra two miles to the police station. <laughs> right, once right. They couldn't get the, like. <laughs> It fell apart. It fell apart a little bit. Kind of fell apart a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. So uh, I thought I thought everybody's. Di- I thought it froze at a different time for everybody. So, but I, that makes more sense that that's when. The uh, yeah, everything is. No, okay. what, what question I just have about the upside down version of Vecna? Why did he come out looking so awesome? Because it's like Swamp Thing meets Hellraiser. But why <laughs> did going? Is that just? Like, cause when he goes through, they show him mm-hmm. with his normal body. It's not like going through to the upside down, like ripped off his flesh. It was like, or was that, was it just slow motion passing through as he came apart that way? Like, did you guys see any justification for why he was all gross and distorted now? No, I didn't get Besides, that either. Yeah, no, I didn't, no. I didn't either. I don't, I mean, unless I mean, they're going to show something. You yeah. see him get struck by lightning a few times, but I don't know. It was like, for me, it was kind of like that whole, you know, hear how we made Darth Vader in part three or whatever. <laughs> so, uh, Speaking of Obi Wan, yeah, was a little. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they gave any kind of any kind of explanation. I think it, yeah. it was weird to me too at the end when, um, you know, he grabs Nancy, and he's showing Nancy the whole truth to everything, but then she's essentially listening to what L is listening to on the tape, you know, reliving that memory. So mm-hmm. those two right. like realities were together at the same time. And the way that he like grabs people and what reality they're in, it's not the upside down, but there's like a, almost like a different dimension that he's in. Uh, it seems at times where, yeah, cause it doesn't look like the upside down. No, Mm -mm. when he grabs Max and Max is in there and he and she's she finds the house and then is able to get out. And I mean, she hasn't moved. She's (laughs) right. He's kind of trapped her brain. But I don't know. There's like different different realities, more than just the two that we have been used to. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. And uh, five stars for uh, Steve's chest hair. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Um, no, I just love that whole wow. that whole banter back and forth about Steve's chest hair. Um, I thought that was just funny. <laughs> he said, and uh, there's a conversation with Steve and Dustin in the car when they're waiting on Max, and he says something about Dustin's teeth. Oh yeah, he, I'll pull he your fall teeth back. Out. He, yeah. and, he look, and Dustin goes, "Hey, 
That's too yeah. far. Yeah. <laughs> Gone too far. And, and Steve goes, that's too far. Wasn't it? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, uh, uh, <laughs> what's his face? Uh, Eddie throws that vest at him. He's like, here, throw this on for modesty. dude." You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for, your modesty. For, for your modesty. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up and, uh, just give me some, predictions maybe you think where the story is going for part two and maybe even season five eric um honestly i didn't know there was a season five until about three days ago i thought this <laughs> yeah. was it no there's uh, supposed there's, to be one more right yeah. which I, mean, I guess they're, they're going to be what in their 30s and have children by then i don't <laughs> i don't know what they're going to do with that but uh i uh, like i said earlier i think we're going to find out in part two that the counselor it's connected to Vecna in somehow in some in some fashion. I don't know what what or how, but I think there's too many clues that tie her to Vecna. And uh, plus, okay. she, you know, she's she's talked to everyone that uh, that's gotten killed. So I don't know. I think that's I think we're going to see that, and then I'm sure, I'm sure we'll see some final battle between Vecna and, and L. I, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, some epic battle. So. Okay. Gary. Yeah. I don't The Russian storyline with the hopper is going to have to be resolved, obviously. And they got, I don't know how they're going to kill the Demogorgon or if they're just going to run away and let him eat all the prisoners. And then Yuri flies them back to America, or I guess they have to go through the, the gate to get back to America. Oh, I didn't think about that. He threw that spear through the thing, but I guess it, yeah, I guess but it didn't I mean, kill it. No, it didn't kill it. Well, it didn't appear to kill it. It may have, but it seemed to to try and open the doors up before they got them closed again. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that storyline. I'm I'm looking forward to that. And maybe the maybe the monster will just go and into that town and just start wiping out all the commons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that could be how we won the Cold War. I don't know. USA, <laughs> USA, USA. Rocky will show up. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Rocky will have uh, the final battle with the, the Demogorgon. Yeah. We'll duke it out to, to kill it off <laughs> and save the world. I hope they, I hope they throw more uh, Nightmare on Elm Street type horror movie stuff into the into the final battle with that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it really has been a great like a, a great addition to it because yeah. around '86 like is when all warrior. those when all those uh, horror movies were really popular. So yeah, and they had a little bit of. of uh, Friday the Thirteenth, when they were out in the boat, when mm-hmm. Eddie, Eddie was out in the boat, and getting chased by the oh, basketball players, that yeah. was kind of like the old Friday the Thirteenth, and then yeah. the kid gets killed. And- Kept waiting for Jason to come out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm, I'm 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 excited to see what they do with the the Russia storyline, and then I think I mean the obvious place everything else goes is L, and the kids will have a the final battle with Vecna. Yeah. And for season five, I have no idea. I don't know what they'll do. I mean. I'm a huge fan, but it's while it's not played out, it's getting to that point. So I think season five would be a good place to stop it, depending on what their uh, what their idea is for it. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be the final season. I think they've announced that, but I'm not 100 percent on that. What about you, Adam? Um, I don't really have any big, you know, plot predictions. Maybe Argyle and Eddie will both cut their hair. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> It's the 80s, brother. <laughs> yeah. No, but but the thing, the only thing that stood out to me as an unresolved plot point with this part one that it really feels like they're very, very heavy handed with, and I'm sure is going to come up in the last two, is that I think Will, since he has had nothing else to do with the entire story, I'm pretty sure he's going to come out to Mike and say that he has feelings for Mike because yeah. they were leading towards that a lot. And wow. Like, his only scenes seem to be indicating that. I would so, agree with that. We used to be best friends. Yeah, yeah. I can. Yeah, I also want to know. He looks at him like we're gonna get. Yeah. He stares at him longingly, kind of mm-hmm. when they're together. And he, yeah, I also want to know what's what on that poster. Yeah, yeah, the painting. I want to know what he painted for for Mike. It's yeah. the two of them at the yeah. skating rink. Wow, I didn't even think. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I would agree. And Will, because yeah, like you said, Adam, that Will had no real mm-hmm. plot. He yeah, was just yeah. kind of there, you know. He kind of helped L a little bit. Just oh, you're you're doing fine. You're great. Yeah, yeah. We don't get his uh, spider sense. No, you know. 
But oh, that's, that's right. That's the thing too. For me, I'm like, they mentioned or uh, Dustin mentions the mind flayer is still out there. So at some point, maybe that's season five is when they finally try to kill the mind flayer off and they go after Vecna. Everybody comes together, you know, to take out Vecna uh, in the last two parts here or, or two episodes of uh, season four. But um, yeah, I thinking about going beyond that and, I don't know if the kids are dead or not. There was that whole little subplot they had in what season two, where they found number nine. was it or number eight, the, the girl. Oh yeah. The oh. Somewhere. Right. So I'm like, is there more people out there? You know, maybe that if Vecna doesn't get killed off in part two, then maybe there's more portals that are being opened and more people out there to try to put it all back together, you know? Uh, more of the kids so i don't know there's I, I like that we got some answers but there's still plenty of ways for them to go and end the you know the whole thing but i'm just curious like you know watching lost years ago and at least getting some understanding of where they went with that you know the final season and they had some things set out before that i want to get inside the duffers heads and and you know at the end, I hope they have some kind of interview or behind the scenes or sit down with them just to see how yeah. their timeline, because obviously their budget has grown. I think this season was like 300 million or something. I yeah, mean, it was yeah. something it's, crazy. It's certainly gotten bigger <laughs> by this season than it was in the first season. So, yeah, I'm like, you know, how much did they, were they able to expand on what their original ideas were? I'm, I'm kind of yeah. curious about that. Or did they have any idea where they were going? Yeah. Right, it. right. Yeah, you because know, depending on who you talk to, the guy, you know, the the people that were doing Lost had no idea where they were going with it, or they knew exactly where they were going with it, depending on you know whoever what rumor <laughs> you listen to. But right, I hope they have some kind of overarching idea of 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 where they were going with it. And I thought it was fun, like they, if uh, Vecna truly does have everybody kind of trapped in his brain, like Billy, we saw Billy for a minute. Yeah. come back and talk to max uh, i was ready for barb to pop up at some point so maybe there's still well, some hope yeah. you know for those characters to to come back in some well, shape I, or form um and, I, I read a story that said uh or uh, an, an article online that said that it was an it was talking about an interview with a guy that plays billy his name is dacre montgomery i think is what his name is mm -hmm. um and he when he uh is talking about what he did for this season. He said, in in all my scenes, instead of because I I think he's only been in one scene so far, right? Yeah, just and that one. He and in his interview, he said, in all of my scenes, and so they were people were you know, yeah. There's more than trying more coming, to, trying yeah. to say maybe he's in more uh, scenes in the in the last two episodes. And well, that's until I'm, the final reveal. I thought he was Vecna. I was kind of oh, leaning towards that I didn't too. Think about that. Wow. Yeah. When he yeah. had been. Yeah. And when yeah. I saw him, I was like, he's freaking Vecna. I knew it, but it didn't turn out to be that way. Yeah. But uh, just the, why he's choosing the specific people like, you know, Max and her tied to Billy. And then now he's got Nancy and she had that little regretful thing for leaving Barb out there, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, I don't well, know. I think there might be some something, something there they could bring back. Yeah, it's kind of like it, justice, it for to, justice for yeah, Barb. Justice for Barb. Justice for Barb. Justice for Barb. Three. All the <laughs> dream all the warriors. He, yeah, all the people that he killed in there had like these their own inner demons uh -huh. that they yeah. had to fight through, and that's what that's what the people in so far season or volume one is. Wow. You know, this is yeah. this is this is turning into more and more of a ripoff. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, from well, we, when the when the cheerleader was elevated and hit the roof, the first thing I said was, "Hey, that's Elm Street." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she didn't get sucked through with a tower yeah, of blood. That's exactly but, it. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, she had an inner demon with her mom. I guess calling her fat. Um, you know, Nancy has the the guilt with Barb. Barb. Max has the guilt with Billy and and her her mom. Um, that one. I don't know what the publisher kid had. I guess he was car in an wreck, accident and killed car, somebody but what was or the, something. The basketball, the basketball player. player, what was his? I don't remember. Yeah, we, um, didn't, 
we saw the 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 cheerleader and the kid strung up there in mm-hmm. that little reality that Max was in. Yeah. Well, and, and even also, Nancy Sar too. But they don't yeah. ever they don't ever talk about what the basketball player's trauma is. No. They just you just see him having the headaches and the nosebleed. Right. Yeah. That so was, he's so, the anomaly. Maybe that's a bigger reveal in the last two episodes. It could be. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, if uh, if that's it, we'll go ahead and wrap things up for the roundtable. This was fun. Yeah. Was yeah. Good. yeah. Well, uh, we want you to connect with us uh, over there on Twitter and kind of keep the conversation going. We've got, uh, of course, the Retro Network account at Tier and Social, but I'll also be uh, putting these guys' accounts out there. Eric is at Eric underscore Vardaman. Gary is at Mile High Samurai, and Adam is at Hoju Coolander. So we'll uh, try to keep the conversation going uh, as much as we can, spoiler free, over there. Uh, if you do want to leave a comment, uh, you can do that on the retronetwork.com when we post the episode there and maybe get into a little bit more spoiler uh, filled details as we. Uh, <laughs> they could become uh, VIPs and they could talk all the spoilers they want to the Slack we can, channel. We can open up a Look Slack channel just for spoilers on, on yes. yeah, I think we need one of those could. anyhow. Yeah, we, <laughs> def- we definitely <laughs> do. A spoiler channel on Slack. Yeah, yeah. we might have yeah. to make that happen. Alright guys, this was fun. Thanks so much for uh, coming along with me and uh, we'll see if we can try to get back together once those last two episodes drop and yes. uh, just do a maybe a quick little wrap up uh, as a tag onto this episode. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I'll do it. All right. Well, for Eric and Gary and Adam, this is Jason. Thanks so much for listening to our Stranger Things 4 Part 1 Roundtable Review. And we will hope to see you back here for Part 2 in a few weeks. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.